So you didn't like, because most people are listening, they see little bits of clips online and stuff, but uh, you didn't like that I have tape on the microphone to keep it in its spot? Uh, it just, it, it looks a little bootleg. It looks well, like uh, the Sandlot 2. But here's the thing, people can't see, because I crop the video, so people can't see that, so it's the off, off camera, and it's a uh, special uh, behind-the-scenes look just for you. There we go, and and also you have the, uh, the 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 creepy bed behind you, so it looks like you shoot other things that's, as soon as the podcast comes. That's up. not a bed; that's a love sack, which sounds even dirtier than that's what you're saying. Let's go to let's go with bed, so we can continue this podcast. <laughs> love sack is a brand. It's like a uh, bean bag, but it's not a bean bag because it's not filled with beans. <laughs> so, first, love sack sounds like what you tell your kids when they're little to call their balls because you don't want them to. You you would just need a euphemism like pee pee and love sack. You know what? I would not use that term for my children. Uh, love sack would be probably the least used thing that I would call it. What do you um, think about parents that go? Sh they they skip the pee pee and poo poo and wee wee and go straight to penis and vagina. Uh, and, and what did you do, by the way? I left it to my wife. I let her have all the the those context uh, um, conversations. I'm just using alliteration. Context is that, is that why your son refers to his penis as his rod? Uh, you know what? <laughs> is that the medical term? <laughs> yeah, his uh, his Cal Yendo. Uh, <laughs> that's his name, Cal E and Cal E Endo. It's, and, uh, and for any new users. Frank, do you want to... Uh, New users? Listeners? What are listen you, a computer now? They're you... <laughs> what are you? I don't You're know. You're Joshua from uh, uh, Shall We Play a Game of Chess? I, I really did turn into an Afro-American C-3PO. Sorry about that. Uh, what, what War Games? I couldn't even think of the name of that. Uh, well, that was War Games was on HBO every day from like 1986 to 1995. Yeah. Every single day War Games was on. And the money pit. <laughs> is that before uh, people are going to think that was a fake laugh that was a real laugh because the, uh, the uh, I was thinking about something else at the same time but that was pre-Shawshank Redemption is that what that is or were they on at the same Shawshank time Shawshank Redemption took over TNT and AMC in a way that no movie has ever really done it, AMC it, between Shawshank and Goodfellas I don't know if there's any movie that's constantly on the way those two movies are on yeah, I don't know. Um, very interesting. Yeah, the, well, I think it's just all movies that you can still really get a, a good grip on them if they're edited or not. And I think that's such a big deal. And I wonder if theaters think about that. Like, is this going to be replayable? You know, the more efforts, you know, it's like when you have to, when you watch Scarface edited and it's just like, oh my goodness. It just sounds ridiculous. Like the, the lines they have to dub in are so, you're like no coked out gangster would say this <laughs> yeah i used to do a thing in my act like fruit you shut up your ice cream cone you call me an ice cream cone you better believe it you gobble damp it soup and dumb fruit <laughs> it that's it sounds and it you, just takes you, you out of it you don't sound mad you sound hungry at that point that's <laughs> uh yeah gosh I, i'm trying to remember that but all right so i was only halfway sorry i was trying to mess with the audio because you're extremely loud in my headphones but it seems that you're normal going out so I don't know uh, what the deal is. Welcome to technology, and you are the I am CPU. The CPU, the C3PO of this podcast, uh, the one, the only, Mr. Al Jackson. 
And I'm Frank Caliendo, and we're trying to be serious. So here, uh, I'm, let's see that segue speed into, tell me about uh, going on Pat McAfee's podcast, because that's uh, that was big for me a couple of weeks ago. He he does it right. We're kind of in the learning process. He's been doing it for a few years now in different ways and with a serious radio program, uh, a serious satellite radio program where he was for a while, and now just, I think, just kind of doing it on his own and blowing it up. How was how was that for you? He has so many people in there. It's amazing how how <laughs> such a great job those guys do. They do a great. First of all, there's a lot of guys in the studio, but they all know when to chime in, and you get that when you just get that continuity of just being together with each other all the time. And like when you walk, and I'll post this on my Instagram story, Al Jackson IG. I just took a video of the place that they're in, and they really just kind of rented an open office space that would almost be like for like a, some kind of upstart tech company and just made it so it looks like uh what was that rob deerdeck show fantasy factory where there's like a basketball hoop in there i'm surprised it's not a mechanical bull it's just it looks like nine guys are living their best lives in there it's awesome um but yeah i went in there and you know and without you even knowing it you kind of teed me up for what i want to talk to you about today i didn't text you everything because i always like to just get your initial uh, thoughts without you having to not without you being able to prep a lot because i want you to eventually uh do something to end your career yeah why not uh, I, love, yeah. I love i love that idea and i love yeah. that about you thank you <laughs> yeah you'll text me right after the podcast uh so uh colored people is inappropriate oh boy uh, <laughs> please <laughs> i told you i had a friend who's black who would refer to people that way and i'd be like are you trying to catch me what are you trying to like see if I go along with it or what? Is this a test? How would that how would that be how would he try and how would he say that in context? Uh he would talk about somebody and say that I don't even want to say it because I don't want to use yeah. that out of context. Uh that blank kid over there and he wow. was black. I go, aren't aren't you black too? I mean that and that almost caught that almost made me feel like I was getting caught. Like if you're a white guy, it's okay. That's not what I meant by it. It was Wow, don't you see that being derogatory? And he he had right. mixed uh, uh, backgrounds or ethnicities and stuff like that, a whole bunch of stuff. And I, I don't know. He he just said he's like my dad would say that. I was like, okay, uh, all right. I I feel uh, I told him flat out. I'm like I feel uncomfortable because um, I I wouldn't use that. I wouldn't even I would I would not think that. Um, uh, it's so weird how words are so important to us. But okay, get into your um, what you how you want to end me. <laughs> now you, you know i'm doing pat's podcast and it's just such a free-flowing forum of just ideas and talking and i was like I, you know that's why i love doing this podcast because we we start off with an agenda and we kind of float which i kind of like uh you do a good job of keeping us on the rails but i do like the idea of just free conversation but i was wondering as i was doing the podcast and after i got done is this one of the last outposts for free speech and maybe was podcasting one of those outposts, but now even podcasts are being judged uh, for your content. And like you said, you, it is a concern being taken out of context because you know, whenever anything is played, they're not going to be like, here's the 45 minute interview for you to digest and see what you think about this. It's here is a 14 second clip of Al Jackson saying something untoward. 
And I think out of context, it's very dangerous. It's a weird place to live right now. Well, I think it's twofold. One, their free conversation comes from, I think they're kind of sports first, although it seems like it's sports slash entertainment. So it comes from that first. Um, and Pat's built to that, I think, as well. That's why I like us right now kind of staying more to a subject or two. Uh, as we grow, I think it can get more diverse in the topics and stuff like that. But it, we, I think our thing is fleshing things out a little bit more right now. That's what our audience has been telling us that they like. So we're, we're doing that and trying to build that audience. He's already built a really big audience and he did his, um, that NFL thing. I know he was big already, but the NFL thing he did at the draft blew him up. You need like, it was controversial, but not really controversial. I mean that in a very positive way. Like it was brilliantly done by him um so that first part is i think that allows for a little bit more he's already at this popularity level with his podcast and he's they're doing a, I it's either daily or a couple times a week or something like that it's uh but they're at that level and then as you get bigger though you have to be more careful because i said things uh off the air to him about saying that he's like yeah i don't know if i'd say that <laughs> i'm like really so that must mean you're doing extremely well because more people are listening and then there are more people complaining because watching watching you when you're where we're at um and we're we're doing this kind of for our audience to, to uh, my thought behind it a lot of the time is to have them kind of grow with us very organically and then as we're really rolling um get it to a a, a you know, more guests and stuff like that. Uh, the idea, I think, is to eventually get guests almost weekly to really grow the podcast. But we had to get to this point where we weren't doing this together. We just started from scratch and to get the camaraderie and stuff like that all around. But once once you get a bigger listenership, it, it, you know, to the highest levels, although I, I get, I'm, you know, Joey Diaz uh, and some of the other people, I, I don't know. I think he just doesn't care. And he's kind of set him up like I've talked about himself up, like I talked about with the Charles Barkley stuff, where Barkley went out and said, I'm not a role model. And then he went out and constantly proved it. And you know where he's coming from. That's the same thing Donald Trump has done for the people that love Donald Trump because I'm going to say whatever I think. And then they love him. For they, they, that's what they, they think, even if he doesn't really think that, which is the, you could get into a different argument with that. Um, but it's, it's, hey, it's that whole Teflon thing where you create yourself to become Teflon and then you can just say anything because that's your quote unquote character. So um, am I answering your question there? Because I mean, you are. I mean, and you kind of hit on the head when you said even Pat's like, oh, I don't know if I'd say that on the air. I think that everyone. Because and he, he the look on his face was also this like, eh, you know, there's a lot of people listening it's not like he didn't want me to. I think he wanted for my own good. It wasn't like a negative on him. It's, uh, hey, we're, we've got a pretty big, you know, we've got a big audience. Uh, even though his audience is all, for, you know, would be gangbusters on a lot of stuff because they want to hear truth from you. And when I went on, I did talk completely from the heart and from uh, truth that there's other people listening that might be trying. At a certain point, people are trying to take you down. That's the weird thing. that oh, you. I, I think it's 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 a... Uh... It's a business now, Frank. Right now, there are people that pay their rent and pay their mortgage by listening to a number of podcasts, following celebrities. They have that automatic screen grab on a lot of celebrities, and they just wait. They sit there, and they wait for somebody to be drunk at a party and say something weird, somebody to be drunk on stage. 
how many comics have gotten in trouble for saying something on stage? I believe Daniel Tosh said something five or six years ago. It was the uh, rape, the rape it was thing, the right? Rape thing. To, have you ever uh, done? Let me ask you this: Have you ever done a joke about rape? Because I would never. I, I I don't even like to say the word, and I, it, it's weird that I said it a couple times there to me. Um, I I can't personally. I don't know. It, it depends on. I guess. I mean, could I even? I do cringe when I hear the word. I especially cringe when I hear comedy. But I think, you know, I've heard many people and people have proved me, I don't want to say wrong in this, but have proved they can do it for audiences. They can do jokes about anything. That word just, even before I had a daughter, hated it. Before it was made, I, I, I don't know. No, I think you're right. And and I had a friend of mine tell me this years ago. I've never done one either. Obviously, uh, some uh, very, very close family members of mine have been sexually assaulted. So just like you and I have a daughter, it's just not an alley that I go down. It's not an alley that I find humor. But the, that's the beautiful thing about comedy is like there somebody might be able to find a brilliant joke about it. And, uh, you know, I'm never, ever going to be one to tell talk to a comic about what they can or can't say. With that being said, it's not for me. That's yeah. not for me to to the the avenue to go down. But it's not for me or anybody. I think to tell anybody what avenue they can and can't go down. Because when you start getting to well, maybe people that have only been victims can talk about it. Well, now people are going to be like, well, now you're telling me what I can and can't talk about. And now we start infringing on 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 people's right to speak. And I think that that's a very dangerous road to go down, especially as broadcasters and just as adults that are but are we even are we even broadcasters and we're not broadcasters we're narrow casters we that was something i learned in college i went to school for broadcasting they're like you're more and more narrow casting for a specific group it's not for the broadest group possible it's for like i'm looking at some of our feedback uh, at Alan Frank on uh, the different forms of so social media and uh, Reddit, r slash um, try to be serious. I look at some of this stuff and on Facebook and everything. And How many you, of the emailers just said, show us your love sack? <laughs> All of them. And that's <laughs> why here we go. Uh, but there's, but we do. And I've been told by people at YouTube and at look at what your feedback is and play that because you're going to hit that group. It's not about hitting the, mo the the broadest group anymore. It's about hitting people who are truly passionate and fit into what you're talking about. And then you, uh, you know, expand on that. You keep doing more of what you do best because the certain the, there are just so many people, you'll get a huge audience from that. It's crazy to even think about, but there's a reality to it. Very much so. So I, I and the thing is, you keep your listenership by always being honest, and I think that's really what drives Pat's listenership is he's honest to a fault. He'll say what he feels, and I think his audience trusts him. Uh, with, yeah, there's a trust, but there's an honesty and there's also, see, we were talking about this a little bit before and what people don't always know is that some of this podcast comes from us texting back and forth or talking about it in the, in, in advance. And then we kind of go, all right, let's hit on those topics or that topic and, and flesh it out. And we don't really know much about what each other are going to talk about, just some broad strokes. But one of the things we had talked about or texted back and forth was when we're being appropriate have we have we given up being honest? Because I think there's a, a a whole lot of truth to that. When you're 
because uh, most people I know, and just go to a party where somebody's had a drink and they open up. Yes. Uh, and, and two drinks, forget it. Yeah, but there's a, you start hearing, I was around a lot of people in the last few weeks where there were different parties and stuff like that. And people say some of the most inappropriate things in the world who normally, because I've had kids around me too, my kids, People have always been a in little direct violation of the court order, but keep right. going. Why not? You know, you have to, you have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to take chances. Uh, but there's a there's a reality to that that when your kids are around and people see you as the parent. But now my kids, like I've told you before, are filthy mouth for the most part. So now everybody's their re the, their real selves, and they really start to say something like, "Geez, can you?" Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm still your dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even the kids. I mean, just like friends and stuff like that. People will say more creepy stuff because they've heard your kids say creepy stuff. But it's, I, I don't know. So we had this little bit of texting back and forth of, hey, are we being honest anymore? One of the things we heard was the Lavar Ball thing. Lavar Ball, who, um, who said uh and just for anybody who doesn't know briefly set up who he is three sons all play basketball yeah you can uh, do, yeah Go okay yeah, yeah. lavar uh has three sons lamello leangelo uh, leangelo and and, and uh lonzo yes i think it's just lonzo i don't think it's alonzo i think it's just lonzo lonzo correct yes and lonzo is the one that just got traded to the pelicans but you know we're not getting too deep into sports he's the only one that really made the nba he uh lavar ball rose to well lamello lamello is in overseas in a no no he's in he's in high school now he's back in high school playing club ball he uh, oh wait he might have gone there for you because he's he's got a year out of being after being in high school that you have to be out of to to get into the nba which is a a, a show we kind of did before but um he, uh, and talked a little bit about the oddness of having to or not being able to go to straight to the nba but he's got another child that's going to probably be lavar's uh, other son is probably going to get drafted next year they say second round. So he's got one in the NBA, one that was not that was at UCLA, but not great, and then got caught shoplifting, and then got basically, I think, thrown out of UCLA while yeah, he was shoplifting in China. China, which yeah. is like it was a whole thing to get him back, and uh, Trump interjected in there. That was a whole thing. So anyway, he is uh, for anybody who doesn't know, in 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 one phrase, he's a carnival barker, which really helped because he did elevate. I knew who his son was. Obviously, his son was a good. Very good college basketball player, but his dad was like, no, my son is the best player. When he gets there to the NBA's first year, he's going to be better than LeBron. And for even Donald Trump looks at LeVar Ball and says, even Donald Trump looks at LeVar Ball and says, this guy's going too far. He's not speaking the truth. <laughs> I do I see how I clean that up for a promo too. I, I did that. Did. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah, it, it, but I, I want mean, it left in. I want it left in so people can see how terrible at this job I am. <laughs> You're amazing, and we love yeah, you, Frank. Right, right. So yeah, so this guy, uh, you know, he just says stuff. And Frank, I really, you, you drew the connection right there between Trump and Lavar. There are people since the beginning of time, since back when a stagecoach would roll into some dusty town in the early 1800s. And the guy would stand on the back of him and be like, everybody gather around. I got hair tonic. I got things to cure the cancer. I don't even know if they knew. I got leeches. <laughs> I, it's the best thing ever. And anything else you're using, you're going to die. And, for you know, the, literally the term carnival barker 
is how you roll into these small towns and you get these rubes to come out and spend their money to watch the man-eating chicken or something like well, that. Well, it's not any different also than to, to even bring it up uh, into more current times. It's WWE. It's scripted uh, outrage or, or scripted uh, dialogue to create outrage that's just crazy to create a storyline, right? I mean, right. it's he's totally P.T. Barnum, Carnival Barker, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's but he's out there just saying stuff and people are putting him on constantly that's that's another part of the issue they they it gets ratings it obviously and, and gets Frank, ratings. why do people put him on what do you think they get the ratings and that's he's right. interesting yeah it's a, and that's the point i'm getting to but man. he's not honest I, I don't think he's honest i think he says things just to create controversy he's interesting because he just says stuff i don't see it the same as charles barkley uh, being completely honest or somebody out there being completely honest. I see him as, yes, he's totally interesting. He's interesting because he'll say stuff that cre creates arguments, but th they don't really hold up. I mean, to say Lonzo Ball is as good as uh, Le LeBron or better, that's just insanity. Uh, yes, but it's so crazy people are going to talk about it. If he, if he goes, I'm very proud of my son and I hope he does well in the NBA – He's not getting booked right. to do anything, right? And that, and that's where I come in, not defending. The but here, Trump. Well, let's let it, let's say. Okay, I'm sorry. I no, no, no. Okay, I was just gonna say I'm not defending the Trumps. I'm not defending the Lonzo Balls. I mean, the the Levar Balls. But I am saying that, or think about the countless. Think about how many radio DJs that you've interacted with over the years that have been fired for a bit they did that went too far, right? Deemed racist, sexist, etc. We ask people, and especially I probably feel more passionate about this because I am a comic. All the people that I know are comics. We ask people to entertain us. We ask people to put it out there. We ask people, without saying it, to go for it. We want somebody to go, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm the best damn basketball player out here and anybody wants to challenge me, go ahead. I'm better than Michael Jordan on his best day on my worst day. You like, everybody likes, who? what boxers do we like? Muhammad Ali. He goes down, I'm going to take this clown and he goes down in the eighth round. The catchy things. It's like, it's just everybody boxes, but why do we still talk about Muhammad Ali? Because he was the, the Conor McGregor. Because these guys, even when he loses, everybody still loves him because he talks about it. He said, hey, I'm going to take this clown outside and beat him so bad his mom will recognize him. Well, wow. You're saying that against a guy that's 25 and 0? Wow, I might watch this fight. This guy's really, these guys really seem like they hate each other. And so I really do think that we're asking people to do something, to be controversial, to go for it, to say something. You love these radio DJs. They're syndicated in 300 markets and the biggest thing ever. And how do they get there? By doing prank phone calls. Then they do a prank phone call where a guy uses a foreign accent and now that's not okay. Right. The guy calls up and he's pretending to be an old Jewish man that wants his money back. Well, that's racist. Or he calls up pretending to be a black man and he's using uh, a stereotypical old school, what it is, bro. He's using one of those. Well, that's cultural appropriation. That's racism. So it's just weird how we ask people to do this thing, to put yourself out there to put your sons out there, be like, hey, you, if you don't draft my son, you are an idiot. You're going to lose your job because whoever drafts my son is going to be holding up that NBA championship. And I don't care who you are. If you're a GM, you're listening to that like, dang, this dude 
he doesn't seem like it. Maybe I should take a look at his son. So here we are now. LeVar Ball makes a comment on an early morning ESPN show. First take, it's uh, Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, and Molly Quarum is the host. Yes, he kind of keeps the ball moving. And uh, I'm just going to – she's attractive. That's okay. Max Kellerman is attractive. Who cares? Yeah, they're good. I mean, usually good-looking people are on television. Yes. So, yeah, it's like, you know, and I'm such a big fan of Jalen Rose, and I want to get to that too. Like, uh, just even talking about somebody's wife, even somebody that I don't know, I always pause because I want to make sure that I would treat everybody with respect, whether they're married or not, but just, we'll get into that. So, LeVar Ball, Levar Ball uh, was kind of going off on a rant, and correct me if I'm wrong, Frank, uh, Molly Quirum says, uh, hey, let's, uh, can we change gears here? And LeVar Ball says... Uh, switch gears. I think oh, it's switch said, gears. Yes, can, she said, let's switch gears here, and he says... You can switch my gears any time. Yeah, something like that. Okay, uh, yeah, something. Like, but it was kind of like basically he sounds like Little Richard too. By the way, he's yes. like, you can switch my gears anytime. Yeah, he really did. Ooh, <laughs> he's <laughs> very, he's very Little Richard. How has Little Richard been in there? And I haven't heard. I haven't met Little Richard. That's one of my favorite entertainers. <laughs> I don't know. I saw him, we saw him on a side note here. Michelle and I saw him getting out of an elevator in Nashville. And no, but Michelle hadn't told anybody she was pregnant, and Little Richard knew and touched her belly. And it was like, ooh, got a child in there, baby. <laughs> I love that man. All right. So, so uh, by said, the way, by the way, that'll come into play in a little bit. I'll bring that back. But go go ahead. So he says, you can switch my gears anytime. And it was, you can see I, a lot of people, when I initially heard the clip, I thought it was uh, sexually overt as well. Um so later, but you think? Hold on, you think it's actually? Uh, listen, I don't want to defend this because it's not defending. Because I never say it. I think you shouldn't say it. I don't. I think the amount of outrage is kind of crazy because it's obvious. And I, t I actually talked to a, a friend of mine, Sarah, uh, who I brought up on the show, Sarah, Sarah from Chicago, and she she agreed. It was well. She said By this. Way, that sounds like the name of an independent film. Uh, like a love story. Sarah from Chicago. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, here's the thing. I wanted a female perspective on this because I didn't want to be two guys talking about this only. And we were trying to get a guest, but because of the timing of when we have to record everything, it's difficult. Um, so she had said, it, she made a couple of great points. One, it was Molly Quarum's interview, right? She had said it was, and I don't know. I, I, listen, I don't, I'm not saying this is mainstream uh female point of view this is just a person's point of view uh one person and i respect this person's um opinion so that's why i'm throwing it out there so she said one molly quarum is actually in the um the position of power there so it's not exactly sexual harassment because she could just harassment harassment is that a new thing i just created it's it's totally inappropriate. I agree, totally inappropriate. But she then added this, saying that it's Molly Quarum's interview. She's the one who's in power. Um, she can just tell that, you know, and what she what would be great is, and she's probably trying to be cordial and nice, which is great. Uh, she's If it's Tom Brady, this is what Sarah said. If it's Tom Brady, they probably all laugh and giggle. But it was a creepy old guy. Yeah. And when it's creepy old guy, and this goes back to a lot of your point uh, that you made back in, let's just say we've done 35,000 episodes. We'll go back to episode 158. Uh, that you said beautiful people have this privilege, beauty privilege. And uh, if, if Tom Brady had said this, everybody just kind of laughs it off. 
and nobody cares. And you look at LeVar Ball saying it, and he's already saying ridiculous stuff. And, you know, people are, you already, he, he's, he, he's gone out there and he's not, um, he doesn't have the, I, I don't want to use this word street cred, but the credence behind people to, to give him uh, benefit of the doubt on something. Right. Um, but th then I also sent you this article too, uh, or these pictures of in Captain America, the first Avenger, the woman uh, who uh, sees uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers become, the woman who sees Captain Rogers become, or, or Steve Rogers become Captain America is, is the first time she sees his bare chest, reaches out and touches it in the scene could you you can't flip that, right? You can't flip Absolutely that not. at all. And I'm not saying you should be able to. I'm not saying a man should be able to reach out and touch. I think absolutely not. But we look at that and see the woman touch the man's chest and it's cute and endearing and amazing. And it's just part of society. I don't know if it's how we're trained or what, but we look at that completely differently. Now, back to LeVar Ball. Yes, totally inappropriate, totally crude. But the the amount of outrage that people want, I think part of it was ESPN wanted a reason to not have him on anymore. I think you're right. I think there's that's what they do when they're ready to get rid of you. And everybody's tired of seeing Lebar Ball and stuff, and he's not as relevant, especially with his son not going to be in Los Angeles anymore. This happened after Levar, uh uh, 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 Lonzo after was Lonzo traded. was already traded, right? So Lonzo's not even in the limelight in Los Angeles anymore. Lavar's. I think, I think not in the limelight is underselling it, Frank. He went from the biggest market to the smallest market. Yeah, but he's going to be with Zion, and that's yeah. going to be a big Ooh, deal. They're going to be they're, they're going to be on everywhere. Uh, uh, who Earth. do you do you want to see any anybody? There's nothing I want to see with Kevin Durant down and a couple other players. Uh, 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 Thompson hurt. Uh, do you do you even Zion and the Pelicans? I'm I'm choking up here. Zion and the Pelicans are one of the teams you want to see. So yes, it's not in the L.A. market anymore. But absolutely, Lavar is trying to gin up excitement for this, anyways, for Lonzo because he's going to be taking a, another backseat to a, a, a you know a 19 year old phenom, um, and we'll see. But yeah, he's. He's trying to gin this up and he says something, but again, to me, it's bad, it's wrong, but I like move on and just don't put on. Everybody's going to make a big deal about everything, but maybe, and I think in the end, it just makes people look good by saying, oh, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Oh, that's the thing that stopped you? <sighs> well, Frank, you, you, you just, this is why we're so symbiotic, uh, is because you, you, you made my point. But you did it much more concisely than I would have. That was concise. I did. Yeah, no, I mean honestly, I, you know, my point was we were talking about they want you to say it, they want you to say it, but when they're done with you, then they leave you out there, and you're like, you know, to, there, there's a saying, you're blank in the wind. It's just like, wait, where's all my backup? Where's all the guys that say, hey, it's okay? They left him out there, and the reason I sent you, uh, you know, we like I said, we text back and forth. I sent you somebody on the internet had gone through a lot of uh, Lavar Ball clips. And he had used that phrase, you, we can switch gear, we can switch gears anytime you want, or we can switch gears, uh, you know, you can switch my gears anytime you want. He had used that phrase before, but towards men. It was a phrase that he had used before. Now, granted, does this, did it now, make it, it, When it was it, used towards men, was it considered homophobic? Right. I mean, because if it's a guy and you say that, so now we have uh, conflicting messages on treating everybody equally as though, you know, I, I, there are 
cultural, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? But there's there are cultural biases and there are, there are things in our culture that have us go, well, you can't say that to this person, that person. But at the same time, everybody's telling us, oh, you have to treat everybody the same way. Well, I can't do both. It's impossible to treat people bo- with both respect and appropriateness and then also say, be honest and tell people whatever you really think. I mean, you can't do all these things at once. So you're going to get in trouble from some group, right? That's the problem with being everywhere now and being on social media and social media getting to you. One group, you can say, hey, I love pizza. Well, we're the hamburger people of America. Are you saying you don't like us because you love pizza? No, I never said I don't like hamburgers. And then the people that are coming in and saying, wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me you're a meat eater? Do you realize the methane these cows are putting into the atmosphere? And like, I, I can't please everybody yet. I can't please anybody. It's well, it's, see, and then you go now, Frank, we're going down another uh, tube that I'm really interested to go down. It's like, well, you're right. You can't please anybody. And the pizza people are going to be mad at you or the hamburger people are going to be mad at you. The only question is, how are you going to handle this backlash that is assuredly coming for anyone? Because you can look, say what you want about our president. He does not apologize. And that is a strategy. You can agree with it or you don't agree with it. You say, hey, I'm Frank Calendo. When I mess up, my dad told me stand up, straighten up your shoulders and, and apologize. But if you apologize, it seems like people get on you more. When you do not apologize. Well, they see weakness, right? That when you uh, apologies weak, create weakness. Yes, and I'm all for apologies. But you have to figure out, and it's almost like before we even go any further as entertainers, as personalities, Al Jackson, Frank Caliendo, we need to already have a plan in place for what are you going to do when they come for you? Are you going to say, because I remember um, Amy Schumer, who's a friend of mine, she went through some, obviously she said some things that have been controversial, but years ago when Bam Margera from Jackass uh, unfortunately passed away in an accident, she made a joke on Twitter. Um, I was really hanging out with Steve-O a lot at that point from Jackass, and we were on the radio and they asked him about it, and he was just like, yeah, it was a huge bummer. And I guess, she, no, 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 she didn't make a tweet. She said something on a roast. I don't know whose roast it was, but she said something, and they'll the, if you look at it, there's a there's a cutaway to Steve-O's face, and he's just, like, really crushed by it. And Amy says, she said in an interview, um, you know, uh, it was a joke. I'm moving on, and I will continue to not give an F about this. And say what you want. People are like, oh, oh, oh how dare, oh, oh, my God. And then we don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, you just, like you said, the strategy to ignore is better to engage than to engage. Because once you engage, it snowballs, it gets worse. If the more you talk about it, the more you give fodder for it to keep going. I've been in the middle of little bits of things like that. And I, I've made mistakes. Um, and I've gone, what did I just, why? Why was I? In? I didn't know what I got myself into. And then I just shut up and it goes away. And yeah, it wasn't it, the first thing your lawyer tells you to do. Shut up. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I, I've been involved in a couple of things where I was like, I, there's no way I can win because I didn't even know what I was doing in the first place. I probably should have fired some people around me, but I was like, well, maybe they didn't know. And they probably did. And I'm just too much of a wimp to do anything about it. But <laughs> definitely apologizing puts you in a spot where people are like, oh, you know, you're wrong. Uh, and you did it anyway. No, that's not what I said. I made a mistake. 
I never should have been there. Yeah. So you just go, you just, you just ignore it and go away and let it happen. And some people, uh, the other way to do it is, is to just stand and like, uh, like an argument will, uh, that I have with my wife and we'll both be completely wrong about something and taking a side on each thing, but nobody wants to say they're wrong. So you just keep amping it up more and more and more to the point where it's just ridiculous and you're fighting and what you're fighting about is so insane and phony that you don't even know what the original fight was. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, you, you, I would say you never apologize. It doesn't do you any good. And it's not that you don't feel sorry for it, but you're going to get destroyed if you show that you felt sorry for it. Destroyed, and I think there's an, an inherent sadness to what you said, man. It's like w when you want to really use the principles that you grew up with, that your parents instilled in you, that your grandparents, like, hey, as a man or a woman, when you do something wrong, you, you apologize. But, I, I mean, apologizing to a blogger? Right, but then they cut it out. They cut out a piece of the apology and then only you know show the part that they want people to see. And then it makes it even worse because they can make it look bad. They can make your apology look worse than what you actually said because you're using qualifiers to say why you were thinking something. They right. cut out the qualifiers and only use the it's And it's clickbait. And it's, it's listen, I think you and I both talked about this. I like capitalism overall. I like ethical capitalism. The problem is there's a difficulty in, you know, we watch it in the news, money rules. And that's the problem. And listen, I've been... Uh, um, uh, By the way, that was the white man's version of the Wu-Tang song, Cash Rules Everything Around Me. <laughs> money rules. Credit rules. <laughs> C-R-E-D-I-T, I-T, that's not just for computers, it's part of credit. I don't know that was, that was brutal. Um, but it's going to be a new character, sound like a Revenge of the Nerds guy or something like that. Which, by the way, try watching that movie nowadays. Um, Ooh, yeah, we so, could do a whole thing on the Revenge of the yeah, Nerds. So, you know what, Sarah had actually brought that up to me a while ago too, because she listens to the podcast uh, all the time, and she talked about Revenge of the Nerds and try watching that movie. Uh, which I'm watching a lot of 80s, 90s movies. It's all based on huge stereotypes and all the things that go on there. Uh, like lots of it's frat house humor and based on fraternities and stuff. Uh, you take a look at that and you go, geez, that's cringeworthy beyond belief. So I want people to understand this in this podcast. Neither of us is defending LeVar Ball in terms of what he said, because I don't think either of us would say something like that, correct? I would not. Yeah, so I wouldn't either. Um, I, because I would be worried about how the person took it. If I am gonna say, if I'm gonna give a woman a compliment on looks, which I rarely do, I actually preface it with something like this. Listen, I'm married, so please don't take this the wrong way. It's just, you are stunningly gorgeous. And I don't even say that because I'm scared of my wife. And you text um, me that every morning. I do. I mean, that's, I mean, what text to a man, one from one man to another man uh, in a, uh, a platonic relationship, um, which it doesn't have to be. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. No, but next time we go to the movies, I'm down to just not hold hands the whole time, but maybe right up until we get our order from the concession stand. Eat popcorn at the same time. There so, uh, neither of us defending LeVar Ball. I just am amazed. I shouldn't even be amazed. I'm, it's just the outrage, the faux outrage of everything. But I think we hit on it quite a bit with. 
They probably wanted him out of the cycle and out of the news cycle anyways, or certain people did. This is an easy way to get him out of there. You see it all the time. Somebody has a little slip up and they're being overpaid or or something like that, and people use it to get them out immediately. And it's yeah. almost like there's a memo that goes out to the media uh, or they just know they're trained, like help us get rid of this person. And I think a right. lot of people wanted to get LeVar Ball out of the media because they felt he'd, he'd already done his thing uh, to come in there and people had had enough of it. Would you say he's at 14 minutes and 55 seconds? But every, but you know what? It'll it'll come back and people will want to talk to him again. It, local people want him on easily. It's you, you're never gone. You're never gone if you're saying outrageous stuff and you're already pretty famous. Right. I, I, young kids love to hear what Levar Ball's going to say because they it's he's a walking Twitter feed. He just says things that come to his mind whether they're real or not. And just blurts them out, and and he's a troll just to see what the comments are that are going to come in to laugh at the comments. I think Trump does that as well. I think plenty of people on both sides of the aisle in politics, because I, I I try not to be anywhere other than the middle on stuff. Even when I get people complain about me for being in the middle on stuff, I'm like, I you know, I don't have to take a side. I don't pick a I, side I, so I can hate you. Yeah, right. Well, even if you don't have a side, they're like, I hate you because you don't have a side. Well, maybe that's <laughs> who I really am, which I think is part of it because I'm super wishy-washy. Yeah, Frank, I, uh, look, man, I, it, why do we not give any credence to the fact that a lot of people just like want to raise their kids, hang out with their wife a little bit, hope the country doesn't go off the side of a waterfall and just laugh with their friends. I don't think that every, I, we're like the first generation of humans that really have, have to have an opinion on everything. It's social media. Like, I don't know. The reason is social media because you have to, because people will pin you like we just talked about a little bit before to being anti this because you're pro this. It's, it, without social media, people were meant, I believe, to talk face-to-face, -face, one to a group in front of you, or person-to-person. -person. Uh, I don't even think communication was meant to be like person-to-person-to-person. That's how gossip used to start. That's like a game a, telephone back in the day. Absolutely. Um, if for people who don't remember telephone, you sit in a circle, you talk, you turn to the right or left and you tell somebody, you whisper something, somebody, it goes all the way around the circle. And then you see how close it is to what your original phrase was. And it most of the time isn't even close because somebody will forget words or somebody will mumble in their whisper and as it gets passed along, but we were meant to communicate person to person. That's the way. Uh, almost every creature communicates, right? right. Uh, from one to the next. And you might pass something on a little bit, but not constantly. I, I'm trying to think of something that might be different than that. maybe bees. I don't know. But uh, that that was the first thing that came to my mind. Don't bees communicate or ants? Some insects? Maybe they're maybe they're more highly functioning than us because they seem to get it right. Um, Disney probably has that figured out. Um, so we we go. We talked to when we used to just talk to a group and you used to have to get a license to broadcast out to a larger number of people. And there was a reason for that because they the opinions and I'm not even talking politics or anything like that. They wanted people to be responsible for what they said. So you had to get a license. Your license would be in trouble 
if you were saying things that would be deemed too outrageous, too big of a lie, too against community standards. Now, to us today, that seems like huge, massive. It doesn't even need to be both, maybe even more than that. It sounds like massive censorship. It sounds to us like crazy that only certain people could be heard. But there was a reason for that because there were rules that of engagement and we would uh, you would get to this certain level where you'd be res respected enough to be able to talk to bigger groups of people. Right. And now it's you, anybody can start any kind of, uh, by, especially by pretending to be somebody else and not have that blue check mark next to them. They are a fake account that somebody takes as being real. And then somebody who's quote unquote responsible spreads that out, spreads that rumor or lie out as though it was coming from the, the original source. And the original source is like we said, fake. Now you've created, uh, even more. And this is all because this is all because of, years and years ago. I called up, I may have told you the story before, I don't know, I'll get through it quickly in case it's a rehash or something. But uh, a radio station had me call a news station as John Madden. And I said, I, I can't take it anymore. I want to be off Monday Night Football. And they're like, are you drunk, Mr. Madden? I'm like, yes. And they're like, we, uh, do you want to talk to one of our editors? Yes. And I got through like three people and they were going to put me on the air. And I was like, I can't do this. This is bad news. I'll get in a lot of trouble or right. become really famous, uh, over the top famous. But I didn't do it because I just had a conscience about myself. I was like, ah, this is, this is bad. This is worse. This will do more bad than good. Um, and I was probably wrong about it, but that's who I am. So I was going to get through and, but now that happens all the time. That happens daily where people are impersonating somebody else and take it from a guy who doesn't like impersonations. Uh, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm trying to do something presentational. I'm not trying to do something to get a reaction out of people like prank phone calls with a phony, with, you know, with an impression to somebody at work, what are they going to do? They're at work. They can't. That's why I never like prank phone calls. The victim in the prank phone call is somebody at work. And if they don't treat it real, they could get fired. So they're stuck oh, yeah. in a spot. Um, so uh, where was I going with this? Uh, it's everything has changed. Everything's changed because of social media. Everything has changed about what we can say. Uh, you know, you had brought up that Letterman did a monologue about uh you know this isn't this isn't even that long ago letterman did a, long, a monologue about being with an intern yes and, and he started it he got caught and i wouldn't even say he got out in front of it because he did the monologue after obviously he was caught but after that letterman went back to they were like well he did his mia copa which really he just told people what happened and threw some jokes in there and, uh, you know, you're telling me there's no power dynamic between David Letterman and a, a, and a young female intern? And there, there absolutely is, right? There's right. not like that. There's hero complex and everything going on at that point. That's, you know, you, you look at that situation and there's no way to say, hey, this is this seems OK. But there was a line and I, I it was kind of a blurred line in terms of like when we were okay with celebrities. We liked doing things. And when celebrities we liked, were still going to be, uh, had their, have their feet held to the fire. You'd think about what Samantha B said about the first lady being a feckless, uh, C word, uh, a couple years ago, Colbert had the, uh, the joke about, uh, I believe it was Trump performing oral sex on Putin, I believe. 
And uh, you did know, you think that was homophobic? I didn't. I mean, he got people went after him for that. I'm like, that's a power joke. That's not a homophobic joke to me. Right. I mean, I know, I know. There's, I know. There's a connotation of uh, homosexual relationship, but is that really what the the what the joke is? Isn't the joke really that he's like, I can get anything I want? Right. That's what I. That's what I took it as because. Yeah. That joke. Here's why I wouldn't classify it as homophobic, because you could have made the home the same joke uh, if the people were of opposite sex. Right. You know, and and it I could agree. have been any set of genitals, because if it was any ter- set of hold Teresa on, that's May, what uh, that's what the name of this podcast. Uh, that's the, the title. title? Of this any set of genitals. Any set of genitals, because okay. if we felt that Trump was uh, kissing Theresa May's rear end, he could have made that same joke. You know about. Trump buff diving, which I don't even know if a, if a black man is even allowed to use that phrase. But uh, you know, it's it's uh, what? Where did the show go? So, but I mean, it's it. That's why I don't think it because if it's homophobic or it's racist, it wouldn't make any sense if you reversed it. Right. Like if if I used a black joke on you, it would you'd be like, okay, you know, it would have to be. I think racism, homophobia, xenophobia, it goes one way. It wouldn't make a joke right. if I was like, "Oh, all these white people trying to climb the wall in New Mexico." You'd be like, "What?" It just right. it it wouldn't work. So that's that's why I don't classify that as homophobic. So it's just like, I wonder if uh, when we're going to stop, or maybe we have stopped picking and choosing uh, who's allowed to say things and who and, and who's not because it just doesn't seem to make any sense. And I think it doesn't make any sense, Frank, because we're making this up as we go. Yeah, that's why there's no rules to this. We never thought we'd be able to broadcast and i could look at my homeboy through a screen that's in another state in real time and then this goes out to other people we didn't see this coming so there's no rules for this and but the thing is here's here's one thing we are apply we are trying and we are we aren't we're always i don't think we're i won't we're not we're not right all the time we're not perfect all the time but we're trying to be responsible when we talk about it, that's the whole point of this podcast is we're trying to be serious, but we're comics at heart. So we make fun of certain things. Not that we don't make fun of the victims or the, the actual situations, but we're trying to talk about things. I disagree. With, I think the victims are hilarious. Yeah. Attack I, them. I'll edit that out. Especially no, you when know what? they can't I'll, defend themselves. I'll leave it in. We'll see if uh, you are. I like a nice, helpless victim for nine jokes in a row. No. <laughs> well, and now I'm caught laughing at that, and it's awful. But you know what I mean? We, uh, we, do, we try to have a responsible adult conversation about things, and I don't think most people are. I think most people are out there trying to gin up as much uh trolling and uh comments as possible as many clicks as possible direct traffic yes and i think i mean that's that's the whole point of what we wanted with the show when we first talked about it was what about people having conversation i think people it's a slow build it's a build where we get people because it's it's funny i'm more and more people every week um text me like oh i listen i love to listen to the conversations you guys are having so Please keep those comments coming in uh, at Al Jackson IG on Instagram at Frank Caliendo on all forms of social media at um, also Al at AlanFrank.com, Frank at AlanFrank.com, r slash try to be serious on Reddit. Give us some of those. We love to hear from when people, we love to hear from when people, we love to hear what people are thinking because that's where 
we are trying to come from, not from just our own point of view, trying to get outside points of view to be able to form a better discussion. I'd, I'd use the term argument, but I don't think that's what it is. I don't like arguments as much as I like discussions. And like I said, with Sarah from Chicago today, she gave me quite a few that I only worked in a few things. We'll try and get her on the show. Um, uh, like I said, timing is no, difficult. No, Frank, let's not have her on the show. Let's just steal her points and then act like they're our own. Yeah, that's uh, that's called uh, being a man. <laughs> so no, I, I definitely... <laughs> um, yeah, I think... I think it's important having this discussion, especially too. We do need a female point of view. More women need to get into the podcasting arena as well. It seems to be so many guys doing it. It's odd. I know there are uh, quite a few women, but, I, I, but I've heard more and more that it's it's guy after it. Like with the comic playground podcast we try to do, or that we do, we try to get a female perspective on there and as many different diverse uh, points of view as possible. And it's actually kind of hard. It's, uh, have you heard that joke? Uh, what do you call five white guys and a bunch of microphones, a podcast? There's some, Oh yeah. I've there's, heard that, yeah. There's, it's something like that, but it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's some truth to that. It's, it seems like, uh, that's a like a cultural thing that I don't know, but uh, so that's where that's where we're at. I think uh, was there anything you had to add to today? Because I know you're gonna have I to think, get going. In. Yeah, I gotta go, but you know what? There's uh, we left a lot on the table for next week, so I can't wait to get to it. Yeah, oh, there's always is that a podcast teaser, Frank? I'm a professional narrowcaster. Yeah, you were you were narrowcasting broadcast uh, cultural uh, extravagance. <laughs> now I'm just doing. I listened to a couple Stephen A. Smith um promos as i'm listening to some podcasts and he's he's they've told him be more stephen a smith he can't oh, even think of the into, words he's dug into the bit at this point he oh is, yeah yeah so he's i'm stephen alphabetized smith because some of his vocabulary is coming in alphabetical order as though he's pulling the pages or going through the pages That's in the thesaurus the, the, the or the That's and the a thesaurus. dictionary thesauri uh, all right. Next time we'll uh, we'll we'll add to this, or we'll do something completely different. Who knows? But we're gonna try and be serious next time as well. We promise, Frank. I love you, buddy. You're looking great, nice and clean shaven. Uh, I love you too. And I all I did was eat at my mother-in-law's house this last week, so we could talk about that later. Oh, all right. It's getting hot and heavy. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was well. You know, what's getting hot and heavy. All the food that I put in my face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this it. is hot and it's a little heavy. <laughs> I love it. But that's a way to go out is on that. Well, no, I was going to, I had like four poop jokes and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be an adult. But that was the, that pause you heard was me being 41, about to be 42 on Saturday, bro. Oh, you are. Uh, happy yeah. birthday to you in advance. Thank you. And thanks for all that energy. Jesus Christ, Frank. I just went through my, Sorry wife's, to hit I had my wife's birthday this week. I don't care about <laughs> birthdays. <anymore. laughs> all right, man. Love you, buddy. I got to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>